My name is Tricia. I'm a pediatric speech pathologist and the owner of Illuminate Family Workshop. You are in the right place if you are a grown-up that is looking to support their kid in communicating confidently, efficiently, and authentically. Be sure to hit subscribe so that we can stay connected. Okay, so scenario number one is that there's just something in your gut that is telling you you need an extra expert set of eyes on your child. Maybe um, you've had some concerns in the past um, and they've kind of went away. Maybe they're back. Maybe they've never gone away. Maybe you're just starting to see some things that you're like, hmm, curious about it. You're curious. That's, you're curious. Um, that's another scenario in the same scenario. So um, trust your instinct. Maybe you have been scrolling through Facebook groups or you've been eavesdropping in on conversations at the park, um, give us a call. Uh, we love to chat with you. Um, one of the coolest things about a speech screening is that you get access to a speech pathologist um, after your speech screening that's actually met your kid. So we can make recommendations and suggestions and, and point you in the directions of resources that are specific to your child. Okay, scenario number two is that you have been um, looking through the developmental milestone charts and there's some red flags that are popping up and you're curious about some what some of those mean. And, or maybe you've been looking through those charts and you're confused or overwhelmed or stresses you out a little bit. Fair enough. Um, the milestone charts are not meant to be to keep you on your own island where you self-diagnose and like take care of that all by yourself. Those are meant for um, parents and teachers and any other grown-ups to make referrals to a speech pathologist and to know which kids need to get in front of a professional that can analyze speech and language development. So developmental milestones are, charts are great until they're not. Sometimes kids can have, they can follow it like really precisely or sometimes they can have splintered skills that where they have this and that and a little bit of this. Um, they've got some of the skills down or sometimes they're not consistent. Um, so, or they're seeing these skills in this area of their life but they're, it's not transferring over to this other area. So let's talk about all of that um, in speech screening. Number three, your child is getting frustrated and meltdowns are happening and it may be a result of them struggling to share their thoughts and feelings. Um, and maybe their speech sounds are impacting the clarity of how they're able to communicate or maybe their, vo their vocabulary is impacting um, which words they choose um, or have access to or maybe it's the how they're combining words together or maybe they have those skills when they're not in meltdown mode but when we get into meltdown mode um all bets are off so so kids are going to need guidance on how to identify their feelings and regulate their body and let's be honest adults need help with that too sometimes um but when there's an underdeveloped speech and language skill component that's intertwined with all of that that can make it a lot more challenging so seeing a speech language pathologist is going to be able to help with supporting with that so scenario number four your child is neurodiverse um, maybe you're getting hints about ADHD or dyslexia or maybe you've got official paperwork that says that ADHD and dyslexia are components of your child's profile if that is the case um, or maybe you are uh, going through the process right now at your child's school to add on specialized services, reading, writing, or math um, when it comes to their academic support. 
So um, our neurodiverse kids process information differently. And it's my job as an SLP to help kids learn about their brains and have adults learn about their brains and how they can be self-advocates so that we can create environments that are going to best support them and best support their growth into independence. So a screening is gonna be your first step into adding an SLP into your support team. I hear sometimes that parents are worried about, uh, they don't want their child to feel different um, and they don't wanna go to more doctor's appointments and they don't wanna pathologize the whole thing. That's an option. You don't have to, um, it doesn't have to be a big scary thing if you don't want it to. You get to set the tone with that conversation. And so, um, I will tell you from personal experience, having a neurodiverse brain uh, in my head, uh, an ADHD brain to be specific, um, it's likely that your school-aged child already knows that they're processing information differently. And so there's no hiding it, and I don't think that there's a reason to hide it either. Uh, I think it's just that much more important um, for us to intentionally surround the child uh, with guiding lights who are going to honor and celebrate them in their entirety. I think as grown-ups, we get to set the tone on how that experience is going to play out. So number five, your child has difficulty telling stories um, at like an age-appropriate level. So. This gives me clues. I always add narrative components into my screenings and my evaluations um, because it gives me insight on a lot of different components of language because it's like an intertwining of vocabulary and sentence structure and sounds and um, the way they're able to self-monitor what they're saying to make sure that the listener is hearing what they're intending to say. So there's a lot of different components in telling a story. And if your child has difficulty with that, there's some maybe some underlying um, components there that, mean that they might need to support on. Number six, your child is struggling with following directions. Um, this also gives insight into a component of working memory, how the child can hold information and then use it. Um, so that can give us a lot of insight on how their brain is processing information. And so, yeah, if that's the case, um, believe it or not, speech pathologist works on more than just your speech sounds. So come call us. Number seven, if mealtimes have been really challenging, consider consulting with an SLP um, who specializes in feeding therapy. Maybe your child um, has an aversion to different foods or textures. Maybe you're concerned right now about them not getting the proper nutrition. Um, and maybe there's a current or history of some type of reflux um, that's impacting them. An SLP that specializes in, it specializes in feeding is going to be able to support with that. So consider reaching out to one of them. The eighth scenario, our eighth and final scenario, is that you're noticing that your child has a really hoarse or raspy voice, um, or maybe your the quality. I'm talking about voice quality here. Um, maybe you notice some airs escaping from their noise, their noise, their nose when they talk. So um, it is impacting the way their speech sounds are sounding, um, and how they're able to pronounce words and be clearly understood. Um, sometimes you might hear some hyponasality, so it sounds like they have a cold when they don't have a cold, or maybe they sound like a mini Fran Drescher from um, The Nanny. Uh, so that could all be an indication of some underlying larger components, so definitely consult with an SLP about that. 
Next time.